everybody. Welcome to It Was Tuesday with your host, Jay Chenzor. Just uh, finished restreaming the Evo live reaction videos. If you didn't get a chance to see that, check YouTube. It should be up by now. Uh, but for now, what I'm going to talk about, obviously, this past, I you would normally say this past weekend, but what I will say is this past week, of course, was Capcom Cup uh, 2022 finals, technically, uh, even though it took place here in Capcom, uh, I mean, in February 2023, but it was obviously the finals for 2022. And what an event, let me tell you, what an event, let me, I, I gotta say, man, this is probably the best Capcom Cup there has ever been. Making it a week-long event sounded insane, but I think it, it went pretty well, uh, to be honest with you. I, I, it was kind of really, really cool to see that kind of a celebration, especially for Street Fighter V's last year. But shout-outs to Capcom Fighters, the, the group at Capcom Fighters and the group at Blue Coast Studio Productions who do all of the CPD stuff, CPT stuff and also did all of the work here for Capcom Cup. But they really knocked it out of the park. The venue, normally, when we've had venues at, like, you know, clubs and bars and stuff it hasn't really panned out very well but it actually worked out pretty cool this time i think they did a great job made great use of the venue uh i gotta say as commentators they treated us well they did it they made it very very straightforward and easy for us they took care of us very well they took care of all the players i know a lot of the players really enjoyed uh, dude like one of the things that uh, i don't know if you uh, people have heard but like the hotel at which they set everybody up at. So they set everybody up at a hotel, all the players, etc., etc. But they also set up a 24-hour practice room at the hotel. At any point in time, you know, for some of the people who were even jet-lagged or whatever like that, they just had a room, a room in the hotel that the players could go and there would be a Street Fighter V console, whatever, set up, and they could just play. And, and, and they just had that set up there for the players 24-7 uh, at, the, at the hotel. And I, that's super cool. Like, that's, that's really nice thinking, honestly. Uh, really, really uh, smart, smart job for them to do something like that. Uh, so real was, I was really happy that, uh, you know, I felt like the, the Blue Coast and the Capcom Fighters guys did a great job for everything. And of course, you know, talking about the results, talking about Mana RD being the second, I mean, being the first two-time Capcom Cup champion. And a lot of people didn't see that coming. Uh, David asked all of the commentators who their picks were for who were winning, who would win Capcom Cup this year after the top 16 was already established. Nobody picked Mena RD, even though he was on the winner side. Even though he was on the winner side, nobody picked Mena RD because we just thought, you know, the Idoms and the Kawanos and the Ending Walkers were, and the Gens were so scary. And you know, Mena RD coming and winning it twice in a row, never going into the loser's bracket. I mean, talk about uh, a run and honestly, how wonderful it is for the Dominican Republic again. He is all, I mean, currently Mena does live in Massachusetts now. He moved there because that's where his family uh, ended up moving to. Uh, so he's living in Massachusetts now. So technically he's not in the Dominican Republic, but he will always be DR at heart. And you know a lot of that prize pool that he won is going to be going back to that DR community, uh, honestly. And so again, shout outs to Mena RD. I mean, it's just, 
And then not only that, but his speech where they asked him if there's anyone he wanted to shout out, and he just said he wanted to shout out the FGC. And again, you know, this is, I mean, again, it's it's tough. I, I don't like trying to make it about me. I don't want to make it about me when this is Mena RD's moment, but I just have to say, what Mena said is exactly why I do what I do in the fighting game community. He said thank you to the fighting game community because if it wasn't for the FGC, there was no chance a kid from the Dominican Republic would be able to travel the world, win so much money, and share that with so much of his community and his family and everything like that. The reason why I do FGC, the reason why I commentate, the reason why I keep trying to bring more people in is because of stories like Mena RD, because a kid from the Dominican Republic can now basically be the face of his country, be a hero to an entire community of players to be on the brightest stages possible. And I think that is, it's just, it's absolutely mesmerizing. If there was no Street Fighter, Mena RD would not have had this kind of life. Can you imagine that? Video games has allowed Mena RD, you know, and, and again, when you're from the Caribbeans, when you're from South America, for a lot of, you know, countries that are not the United States, you know, it's very difficult to achieve this kind of level of, you know, success. It's very hard. But again, fighting games are just about, you know, one-on-one. You sit down, you practice, you play. And, you know, uh, you know, obviously things are changing because it is getting to the point right now where it is an arms race a little bit with trying to get high level PCs and monitors and whatever like that. And it's not even that bad still because you don't even really need like $2,000 PCs to accomplish this kind of thing. But still, you know, to have it so that someone from the Dominican Republic can succeed in a fighting game and get to this point and... And, and and be able to achieve this kind of success in life. It is the ultimate Cinderella story, dude. It's the ultimate Cinderella story. Uh, Dia Dema Jin asks, don't you think they should run it in other countries than the United States? Some players from South America could not attend because of visa issues. Yes, yes, yes. And in fact, Capcom feels like that too. Because if you remember, for Capcom Cup 2021 which was supposed to happen at uh, a year ago in February, it was supposed to have take place in France. Capcom Cup was going to take place in France, but they had to kill it because of the Omicron variant cropping up. So they absolutely were going to run it in a different country. So, you know, who, not sure what they're planning to do for the future. For the first one back, it was definitely going to be best to run it back in the United States. Yeah, and they did announce it that it was going to take place in the DR at one point. You're right, Dubu Domo. I completely forgot about that. Uh, Mena RD won $120,000. Previous winners have gotten $250,000. It was a little bit less this year. I'm sure just budget pandemic. I don't I don't know what the reasons are, uh, but it definitely was more for people in the past. But Mena RD, the check that they brought out to him, did say $120,000. But that just means he's won $370,000 in, in, in money from playing fighting games. Man. <laughs> oh, man. 
Yeah, 120K is still life-changing. <laughs> and now, 120K sounds like a mere pittance of money here for well, based on what they announced. But we'll get to that in just a little bit here. First of all, I want to talk about second place Zen, right? I mean, talk about the story, right? I mean, this again, it's why we run fighting games the way that we do. What is going on with my chair down here? Ah, I'm like... Stuck on stuff. There we go. Uh, but talk about uh, a, a Cinderella story. Zen coming out here for the LCQ, not dropping a set to anybody, getting out of LCQ, then not dropping a set to anybody in groups, and not losing all the way up until winners finals when he finally lost to Mena. I mean, talk about a run, man. Talk about a run. That is absolute insanity. Uh, and, and not someone who anybody had on their map. And honestly, playing in the LCQ, getting that practice, it shows why whoever wins the LCQ is one of the most dangerous players because they had to have just won a tournament and just be basically full of confidence. And Zen, you know, in all of his interviews and stuff, was saying that he didn't think that he would be able to beat a lot of these Japanese players, and he beat them all in the LCQ. And when you do that, now you're just thinking to yourself, man, I can beat literally anybody. Like, I can beat literally anybody. And he played like that when he got into the group stages and into the top 16. You could just see that the entire time he was probably thinking to himself here, I wasn't expecting myself to be here. I had no expectations of being here. And when you play with, you, with nothing to lose like that, I mean, it just fuels you so, 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 so strong. Yeah, DCQ saying that Zen was better than him. They were all saying that VX Bao was the big guy, but Zen definitely proved uh, uh, who he was. So, yeah, was he known before the LCQ? He's played in the China online tournament, C-Trigger. He's definitely played in them. He's just, like, finished just shy of top eight, or, you know, and, and he played in a lot of other events. People knew him as Fake Problem X because that was his handle when we saw him on those CPT online events and stuff. So he was always there. He was always playing. But something about coming and playing it offline and just things just clicked for him. And he had the run of his life. And again, that is what fighting games is all about. That's why we play open brackets. That's why we pro prolong the you put up a quarter, you play kind of storyline. Does it hurt us that we don't have Daigo in the top 16? You know, sure, you know, maybe you feel like that kind of hurts viewership a little bit, but I'll trade that, man. Like, being able to have a storyline like Zen's coming in here, you know, if we do this kind of thing where it's just exhibitions or invitationals or just we favor top players who have established themselves or have the ability to travel to a mass point so they can skip stages, whatever. Like, this is just not what the FGC is about, in my opinion. And for me, it's always going to be about the open brackets now. Doesn't mean we can't do invitational stuff like Red Bull Kumite. It's great to be able to make productions like that. But at the core of the FGC, it's still always got to be quarter up, you play. You put a quarter up, you play. If you fly out to the LCQ, you play. If you go to a tournament and you enter the entry uh, entry fee, you pay the entry fee, you play. There is not, and, and you know what? The top players don't get any extra benefits. 
Everybody is equal, and that is one of the most important things about the FGC, in my opinion. And I hope it stays that way. I, I, I really, really hope it stays that way. Hang on a second, guys. I haven't been talking to you guys because I don't have the chat popped out here. Let me do that for you guys really quick. Uh, sorry for those of you listening to this on stream at home. You just got to hear me typing in doing all this stuff, but let me just pop out the chat, throw it over here. There we go. But yeah, uh, so cool. So why in the world did they not even out the groups in Capcom Cup asks um, uh, Case Money? It was random. They just did it. They did it by region, and there was a whole show stream where they pulled all the, the ping pong balls to find out who went in the group. So they just made it random. They just basically made it random at that point. So uh, Nemo got to fourth place, I think, during his LCQ run. Right. Um, exactly. Exactly, Gundam Jehudi Kai. If you actually just not allow everybody play, and then you're kind of defeating the purpose of it, uh, to be honest with you. So why couldn't they have taken two from lcq oh you're just talking about the number of people in there yeah i'm not sure i think it's because they had always said that lcq was going to be one and so they just didn't want to change that at the last second for this rule but i don't know what the reason for that is i'm not 100 percent sure not sure why they didn't just uh let kichipa jump in there uh to be honest with you i i, I don't know i don't know the reason for that um it's a shame, honestly. It would have been cool to get Kichipa in there. Uh, but uh, as a result, uh, that didn't... Ha I mean, as we saw, that didn't happen. But yeah, Zen, absolutely wonderful story. Idom, I mean, look. I talked to Idom after he lost to Zen. He's like, I'm not even mad. He's like, Zen completely outplayed me, so whatever. <laughs> Again, Idom is one of the most mature and, like, level-headed people I've ever seen. Like, he is so, like... He he's he's a good he's a good person, dude. He's a good person, and uh, but his again that losers bracket run was ridiculous, man. He was absolutely uh, that announcers table. I no, you guys aren't wrong. That thing was like falling apart, like as we were using it the entire time. It was scary. We were not, almost knocking that table over a bazillion times, dude. Oh god, that thing was scary. Uh, but again, you know, Idom. Like, Mena RD winning two Capcom Cups definitely cements himself as, uh, you know, potentially the strongest Street Fighter V player throughout Street Fighter V's lifespan. But honestly, for me, it's still IDOM. It's still IDOM. I, I can't not say it's IDOM because he's just ridiculous. He's so consistent. When was the last time he had a flame-out tournament where, like, he didn't make top 16? Because it's happened to everybody except IDOM. Third place was the lowest he finished in a big tournament, <laughs> you know, recently. Now, I think the CPT Online, uh, he didn't make the top eight, I believe, in the CPT Online East. So maybe that's the close he's ever been to 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 to, 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 to flaming out at a tournament. But man, this guy is just so 
freaking consistent. Yeah, Punk has the most potential. Punk definitely is right there in terms of being the strongest of Street Fighter V of all time. But Idom's consistency in a game that is all about trying to maintain that consistency. Street Fighter V is one of the hardest fighting games to maintain consistency, consistency in because it's such a dangerous fighting game. And that Idom is able to accomplish what he does with a high-tier character, not even a top-tier character, mind you. Laura, I mean, depending on who you talk to, some say she's even mid-tier because who else does this with Idom beside, uh, with Laura besides Idom, right? If you say, like, Laura's mid-tier and people are like, what about Idom? But the Idom is kind of special, right? He's doing this with a character that nobody else can really accomplish this with. And so Idom, honestly, the, the way that he could be this consistent, and I told this to him directly, I was like, in my book, he's still number one Street Fighter V player of all time. Just in terms of the consistency and what, he was a, what he's been able to do. It's, it's, it's uncanny how good he is in this game, uh, honestly. So, yeah, yeah, and Punk did play Leverless in that Cody Mirror match against VX Bao, and I, I, I'm not sure why he chose to do that because VX Bao is clearly an amazing Cody player, but, again, Punk probably just really felt like he was ready. He felt like he was ready, and it just didn't turn out because the next day he came back with the pad and tried to, to, to qualify that way. He probably thought he was ready, but he, he just wasn't ready, to be honest with you. But, again, how do you not say that Mana RD is, isn't stronger than Idom? I mean, at this point in time, it's really, there's four names. There's only four names in this hat, right? It's Idom, it's Tokido, it's uh, Punk, and Mena RD. Those are the only four names I think you could name for the best player in Street Fighter V history. I think those are the only four names you can get in there. Like, I, I can't see a case for anybody else. I, I, I honestly can't. I honestly can't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Marvel is back. We've definitely gushed about that for sure. Uh, consistency or actual final results? But see, that's the crazy thing, Silas, is that Idom has the actual results and the consistency, right? Second place at EVO? Okay, he didn't win. Third place at Capcom Cup? Okay, he didn't win. But Jesus Christ, right? I mean, like, how does that not scream results as well? <laughs> he literally was going for the triple crown that last year of EVO Combo Breaker and CEO because he won Combo Breaker and then he won CEO and then he got second place at EVO. That's not consistency over results. That's consistency and results. <laughs> that is consistency and results, which is why I still have Idom as number one. At this point, do I put Mena as number two over Tokido and Punk? Dude, how do you not, right? It's hard. It's hard to it's hard to do that. Now, obviously one of the things that a lot of people are going to be talking about here is Luke, right? Luke, 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 Luke. And, you know, uh I will say that, you know, once we got to the top 16, once we got to the top 8 and stuff like that, the percentage of Luke never dropped. Even though, you know, people are like, oh, there wasn't as many Lukes as I expected. Lukes always seemed to comprise about one-fourth of the cast, and Mena RD ended up taking it with Luke. Is Luke the strongest character in the game? Probably. 
I, I, I'm still torn between him and Dalsam. I really, really am. Dalsam is just, it's easier to make mistakes. You even saw that from Mr. Crimson. He made a few crucial errors and it cost him. Luke is just so solid as a character. The craziest thing about Luke, however, and all the top players agree about this, is that Luke is so fundamentally solid He's so overtuned from a fundamental standpoint, but he is not shenanigans. In other words, you can't win with Luke unless you are really, really, really good at fighting games. Because he doesn't have free mix-ups. Like, if you watch what the Lukes are doing with the winning, they're winning because their footsies are stronger than other players. It's because their fireball timings are so good. It's because they can single hit confirm off a of crouching medium kick. And when you're right with Luke at the highest levels, when you get the shimmies, or when you get the frame traps, etc., etc., your reward is so goddamn high. The tricky thing about Luke, though, is he's not going to win you matches off of okie dokes or, like, you're not going to get trapped in the corner by Fong and just be like, what the hell am I supposed to do? You know, <laughs> kind of a situation because you just don't run into it. Like, Luke is not doing anything to you in the fighting game that you haven't seen before from the and all the other characters. Luke is not going to bust out some surprise shenanigan that you're going to be like, I've never seen that before from Luke. That's the thing. However... He's still overtuned. He still gets way too much reward for what he does. And he gets so much more reward for being better at doing the fundamental things than a lot of the other characters, right? That's the key right there. He gets more reward for being better at the fundamental things that all the other characters do. That is what makes Luke super strong. However, Luke is not a free win. He's not a free win. Yeah, so like Chun, Chun Li player. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Yun Chun players in Street Fighter 3. Yeah, I mean, of course you're going to hate the characters and hate fighting them, but you know, you're not going to say like Nuki, oh, he, he's carried by Chun. You know, you're not getting, you are getting carried by Luke. You are getting carried by Luke to a certain degree. But at the highest levels, you are not getting free wins with Luke, uh, to be honest with you. So... <laughs> I think Black Hat does it on purpose. I think they hack the Evo conversations and just know ahead of time what weekend they're going to do. So, <laughs> Right, who needs shenanigans when you are fundamentally broken? That is absolute and accurate way to describe Luke. However, I tell you, shenanigans can go pretty far in fighting games sometimes. Who would come out on top if Idom fought Evo 2017 Punk? Probably Punk. Probably Punk. I, I, I can say that with 90% confidence because, again, Idom's consistency and strength is really strong. But Peak Punk is one of the most terrifying players that you have ever fought against. Like, you might think, oh, Punk is a person who will fall victim to his own emotions, to his own self-doubts, etc., etc. But when Punk is at full cockiness level, you can't beat that guy. You cannot beat that guy. The problem is Punk can't maintain that 24-7 uh, because it's very, very hard. It's very hard to maintain that kind of mindset, especially when you're an emotional player like Punk. So uh, uh, Punk is... And again, Dubudomo says, I think 2017 Punk would lose to 2023 Punk. Yeah, I mean, 
it's an interesting thing. Like when I played CVS two, when I played CVS one back in the day, I would get top three at Southern Hills golf land tournaments all the time, losing largely only to Vae, right. And maybe Vissant, uh, here and there. Uh, but I was always the guy like for the weeklies at CVS two, I got top three every single week. I was third place every week. Vae, Jay, Vissant, me, Vae, Vasant me, Vi Vasant me, until Sin from Team Run started going there. Then I was always fourth place, because then it would be Vi Vasant, Sin, and then me. But that's the thing. I was really, really good at fighting games back then. However, nowadays, I am eon smarter. I know way more about fighting games. I understand fighting games at a level CVS2 James did not understand at all. At all, at all, at all. However, that James would probably still beat this James right now because of the sheer amount of practice and the fact that I was playing fighting games like every day back then. I just had that drive. I just had that level of confidence that I lack today uh, despite the all the knowledge that I have right now. And so... Yes, Punk now is a better player than Punk back then, but Punk back then also had no cracks in the armor. He was nigh indestructible, and his results allowed him to play at that level and with the mindset that Punk needs to have in order to win. Punk is his own worst enemy. Everybody says that. I'm sure Punk has heard that a million times already. Uh, but that's that's kind of the difference right there, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, in CVS2, gosh, I used to play, it was like uh, Chun, Cammy Morgan, C-Groove, Cammy, Cammy, Chun, Morgan. Uh, Chun was my anchor. So it was always Cammy, Morgan, Chun Lee is what I played in CVS2 during the Southern Hills Golf Land days. Uh, C-Groove, C-Groove status. So... Um, but, uh, dude, Seagroove Morgan, don't knock Seagroove Morgan, dude. Seagroove Morgan is frightening. She's super underrated. Yes, Engroove Morgan is terrifying, but there is some dirt from Seagroove Morgan. Trust me. Uh, she was super fundamentals character and very, very hard to deal with. And some of her Seagroove combos just did ridiculous damage. Yeah, Punk did have a little bit of a character crisis, but that also affects the confidence a little bit, right? That also uh, helps. Her dash was stupid fast in C-Groove. Her fireball game in C-Groove was kind of ridiculous. Like being able to fireball, dash forward, strong, fireball, dash forward, strong, fireball. It was really, really, really scary. Oh, God, what's Jay do? What's Jay saying over here? What is he saying over here? Uh, flight is booked. Training starts now. Salary man Jay Snyder is going to try to bring Vissant back for one more year. Let's go. Let's go, Viscant. Let's go. I'm excited about that. Let's go, Vissant. Let's go. Uh, but again, um, yeah, so Luke, obviously a very strong character. That's kind of what I was talking about here. Let's talk about the other big thing, obviously. One million dollars. One million dollars for the prize pool. One million dollars for the prize pool here at Capcom Cup, at the next Capcom Cup. Two million pot prizes and now one million for the winner. 
I mean, that is absolutely insane. And, you know, a lot of people used to say, everyone just plays Street Fighter V for the money. And now we have a million dollars for Street Fighter VI. That claim is going to be jumping around all over the place. I'm going to say this right now. Just give it a rest, man. Let these guys play for a million dollars. Do you know how long we have been wanting to be able to play for real money like that? Fighting games for real money? And now you're going to yell at people because they have an opportunity to win a million dollars? So a lot of these old school players are like, shit, I'm coming back to win my million dollars. Let them, dude. Let them. <laughs> if you're that good, if you have the ability to be that good, let them play the game chasing money. Do you know how long... We have been hoping for this. <laughs> Do you know how long we have been wanting to play fighting games for money like this, man? Don't knock it. Let people be excited about that. I mean, when you talk about that, like everybody else, oh my gosh, International has a million dollars. Why can't fighting games do it? We're so jealous. We're so jealous. Fighting games, a million dollars. You guys are just, just playing for the money. You have no heart. Shut, shut up. Shut up. Shut, 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 shut up. Shut up. Okay? Let people play for the goddamn money. Okay? It's going to bring about competition like you can't imagine. Is it going to change the way we play fighting games? Absolutely. But that also means people are going to be stronger. They're going to be more motivated. The talent is only getting that much better. People are only going to give us even better games. I said it on Twitter. Maybe this is the end of North American regional rivalry. Maybe this is the start of, especially if Six comes out and has good net code. This will be the time where we actually have Chris ECH and Brian F and Idom practicing against each other, like on a daily basis. If the net code holds up, like it, to 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 be the best, because people are saying, well, with a million dollars on the line, you're gonna be hiding. People are gonna be hiding stuff more. No. No! Hiding tech is always going to be your fastest way to losing, especially in today's age. You could save that shit for nationals a long time ago. You can't do it today. There's too much information out there. It's too easy for people to go find your CFN code, etc., etc., and all this stuff. It's... The, the more you try to hold on to secrets when you play against somebody where the secrets don't work, you can't win. You cannot win. The best way to get better is to play against people and tell them how to beat you so that you can be stronger because you're not relying on tricks and, and fake gimmicks and stuff like that. And yeah, social media and YouTube is really, really too strong. Yeah, Ending Walker said the same thing, right? He wants to give people tech because if he can beat them still... That means he's the best. Daigo, who's one of the best players, shows exactly what he's training and what he's doing on a stream, like, constantly. And people still aren't beating him. That's the thing. Saving stuff doesn't work today. Not anymore. Not with the amount of social media and, and, and sharing and resources. And you aren't going to be the only one to discover something. There's too many people. Training mode has changed everything. Back when we were playing Alpha 2 and Vi finds the Vi CC, that's great. 
our training modes weren't, we didn't have the game at home at the time when Alpha 2 came out. When B3 hit, we didn't have Alpha 2 at home. We weren't playing that on the Sega Saturn yet. We didn't, in the training modes, they didn't even let us do anything. <laughs> you could barely, do you know that in the original Alpha 1, the first game that had training mode, the only options, there were no options. It was the, the opponent would block at the first opportunity possible, and that was it. Like, that was, like, the only option. You couldn't change your meter. If you wanted to build meter, you had to go show, 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 until you got the meter to do stuff in training mode. Like, we did not have good training modes back then. And so, no, it's not, you're not going to get away with saving tech just because there's a million dollars on the line. You think people are going to hold stuff back. That's not going to work because you're also making your whole region weaker. If you do that and Japan sits there and shares tech with each other like they do currently right now, you are going to lose to Japan. You are going to get destroyed by Japan. That is not going to work. The million dollars is going to make us all very, very, very much stronger players. I mean, obviously, there's going to be a lot of talk about like, oh, is it just like, is it changing the game? Is it different now? Are we not going to see any low-tier heroes anymore or whatever like that? One, there's always going to be low-tier heroes. There's always going to be low-tier heroes, right? I'm, I, I'm not going to succeed with Luke. There's just some people who are just not going to be able to play certain characters just because they're top tier. And again, this is the team behind the definitive patch of Street Fighter V and uh, hoping Street Fighter VI, barring anything that they haven't discovered themselves yet, hopefully the balance will be something that is very consistent. We obviously don't know Street Fighter VI very well, so the game will change as we go. And will a character come out broken? Probably. Uh, will it get patched? Most likely. If Will it get patched in time if it gets discovered late enough? Or maybe someone does save it? Maybe. But like I said, very hard to save tech these days. Very, 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 very hard. I mean, we don't even know if Akuma's in the game yet. Right? We really don't even know if he's going to be Season 1 DLC or whatever. Because we know what the launch roster is. Launch roster does not have Akuma in it. So maybe he's a hidden character. I don't know, but uh, he could be DLC. We don't know yet. We have no official word. There's actually no official word. The other thing I want to say about this million dollars and everybody coming back in, there's a lot of this stupid... The talk is back. The talk is back. Old school players are being like, yo, okay, I'm back in it. I'm back in it. You kids are going to learn. And then there's the young kids being like, she washed up, old man. The time is now, old man. You know, kind of thing like that. That whole conversation's coming back again. Dude, just... The old players are amazing, okay? Old fighting game players are ridiculous. Remember who Idom lost to at Evo to get put into the loser's bracket? Who in the chat can tell me who Idom lost to in Street Fighter V at Evo to start to be forced to have that epic loser's bracket run. Yeah, the guy who was just hosting that Evo segment, Ryan Hart. Ryan motherfucking Hart sent Idom to loser's bracket, okay? Trust me, the old players will be just fine in Street Fighter VI. Why didn't they succeed in Street Fighter V? Because Street Fighter V is a completely different Street Fighter game than what a lot of the old school players are used to. And as a person who my stream has literally said, when I play VI, I look like a different person than when I play V, 
I can tell you from personal experience that six is definitely more geared towards old school players. Now, the beautiful thing about six is it's also geared towards Street Fighter V players. If you are a frame data heavy guy, Street Fighter V works just well, just fine for you. It'll be great. And so this is the thing. This is what's exciting me to me is because the old school players and the new school players are all going to come in here. And you know what? The old school players are going to win sometimes. The new school players are going to win sometimes. There's not going to be a definitive answer with this because some of those old school players are amazing. Now, for a salary man like Jay Vassant, yeah, it's going to be harder because he doesn't have the ability to dedicate. And we don't live in it. We were not growing up in an environment where we're used to jumping on Discord and being, hey, you want to play some games? Hey, you want to play some games? Hey, you want to play some games? It's very different for uh, a lot of the old school players. But if you think that old school players are not going to have success in this, I mean, I, you're, you're absolutely wrong. <laughs> You're just wrong. You're just absolutely wrong. But again, that's not saying that they're going to do better than new school players because the current crop of players are going to do super well. And you know who else is going to do it really, really well? The Ending Walkers, the Ajax Fidelities who are coming out of the woodwork, who are Z the Zens who are 19 years old. They're, they're, and you know what? All of the current Street Fighter players are now going to become the old men because there's going to be a bunch of new players playing Street Fighter 6 who are going to become so good at the game that men are... RD and Knuckledoo, etc., are going to be the old washed-up men at this point in time. This is an never-ending cycle, and it's so cool. <laughs> it is so cool. Do you know how much storylines we are going to be able to have talking about this game with so many people playing? It's amazing. And if anybody who says Street Fighter Six is Street Fighter Five version two, no, Forrest, it's not. It's, it's just not. As a person who has played... Okay, maybe it can get there eventually, but it is so different already. It is so different already. And I will tell you one of the main ways that it is different. Uh, it, um, Street Fighter V is played like this, okay? This is Street Fighter V. The whole concept of Street Fighter V is forcing this position, forcing this mix-up. The pushback in Street Fighter VI is already ginormous. It's so hard to shimmy because throws have better range in that game. There are a lot more defensive options and a lot more techniques that you can use to change things up. Most moves are minus. Only like one move per character is actually plus on block. And most of the time that move isn't cancelable. Like, the game is very, it's very obvious when moves are plus, thanks to the drive rush mechanic, etc., etc. It is so different already. The wake up and the, the back roll are the same timing. You don't have to get good at being able to stop wake up or back roll and react to that. You don't have single hit confirms. Uh, on medium buttons, maybe on heavy buttons, but on medium buttons, I think it was confirmed that the cancel window has been 13 frames for most of the characters on mediums. So you lost some of the single hit confirms. Dude, it's so, so different. It's going to be such a different game uh, than Street Fighter V, in my opinion. But... Again, at the same time, if you like Street Fighter V and you like studying frame data, Street Fighter VI is still very frame data heavy. You can learn it that way, but you're not forced to learn it that way. Again, this is all minus, 
you know, day 300 opinions from me here, but I don't think you need to know the frame data to be able to play Street Fighter VI. But if you want to study the frame data, you can learn the game via frame data. And that's what makes me happy. Obviously, I've said here on stream many times, Street Fighter V is not the game for me because I'm a heart player. But that doesn't mean I want Street Fighter VI to, you know, not have that factor and screw over the Street Fighter V players. The fact that it can be considered a Street Fighter V Part Two, and then also not considered a Street Fighter Part Two, is exactly what I want. Because we're not alienating anybody right now. Right? It's actually going to be Street Fighter 4, Street Fighter 5, 6, maybe even Street Fighter 3, Street Fighter 2 players. I think all of them coming together to play this game is going to just make for one of the most exciting... What if somebody like John Choi came back and started playing again and just started beating up on everybody? How cool would that be? How cool would it be to have John Choi versus Punk in a tournament? Like, wouldn't that be ridiculous? That's just, that's just awesome. And yeah, the drive meter management, everybody is going to have a different personality. Some people are going to be stingy with that meter. Some people are going to blow that meter like you can't even imagine. Like, it's just ridiculous. And so, I just, I love it. Yeah, and Guhawk, perfect, perfect summary. Continuing the tradition of no SF being similar to the previous one is one of my favorite parts of the franchise. 100%. 100%. I love that. I love that because if you like Street Fighter V, if you play Street Fighter I mean, I talked to Chris CCH at Capcom Cup. I gave the same speech to Ryan LV. I gave the exact same speech to Ryan LV when MVCI was coming out. I told Chris CCH, I was like, and this is where the new players are going to have the most trouble here. I said to him, You've basically only really played Street Fighter V. He's like, yeah, I played four when I was a kid, but, you know, obviously I wasn't very good and whatever. And I was like, right. I was like, five is the only one that, you're gonna, that you've played. You do not have the transition skill yet. And so I told him, in order for you to be successful in six, heed my advice. You're going to run into a lot of things that are going to piss you off because it doesn't play like Street Fighter V. Get over that. <laughs> Get over that. Because if you want to play Street Fighter V, go play Street Fighter V. <laughs> Street Fighter VI is a different game. And so in order to succeed, that's going to be the dangerous thing for a lot of the young players who are really good at V, is that they've never had to make that transition. Suddenly, the game isn't telling you what the mix-up is. You're minus two. Here's the mix-up. In Street Fighter VI, you block. You're minus two. You're this far away. Dude, Jamie can do stupid lunge punch from a screen away. He's minus six, but you can't do anything about it because he's so far away, unless you parry, unless you drive parry. But again, so much of the game is going to be very, very different, and, and, and that's something that's going to be really cool. And that is one of the best things about Street Fighter is that it's different every single time, and I'm really, really, really excited about that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, so, you know, million dollars, bring a lot of people back in. That's great. Let's do it. Let's go ham, dude. Let's let your game do the talking. I want to see Graham Wolf and, uh, Knuckle Doo play com two completely different guiles. I want to see that. I want to see, I want to see unknown young kid who's 15 years old, who's ridiculous at the game, go up against, like, veteran ending walker <laughs> i want to see that dude i want to see that 
And yeah, every scene as well, all of the players who are playing all the different games are all going to come to Street Fighter VI. Bring it. Bring it. Let's do it. Let's prove the scene. If Sonic Fox is coming in to play Street Fighter VI, like Sonic Fox tweeted, it was like, oh, okay. I think it's time to learn some Street Fighter VI. Dude, God, please, please, let's get these storylines. It's just always the storylines are the main thing. Uh, the Street Fighter League Finals asks Gyroscope about the format. Yeah, the away the the away and home thing was kind of weird. The point system was kind of weird. I'm hoping that they might be able to tweak that a little bit. But again, it was really cool that Capcom is focusing on this team aspect and on the one-on-one aspect. I think having both is really, really important. And uh, obviously, Street Fighter League is very new and has a long way to go. So hopefully, it'll improve. Hopefully... <laughs> Next year, for Street Fighter League, U.S. can represent the U.S. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, drive Rush. If you Drive Rush Forest, you get plus frames. That's the only way to get yourself plus frames on most of your normals. Otherwise, you're minus almost every single time. But again, the drive rush, your character glows green. It's very obvious when it happens. And if you dash cancel a move into a drive rush, it just hacks away at your drive meter. So it's very expensive. Raw drive rushes, a lot of people are getting used to blowing up raw drive rushes. I can't raw drive rush at a lot of people because they just react to it and stick out a button and you just run into it because there's still startup uh, in there to be honest with you so uh <laughs> 38 38 pretty young 38 pretty young <laughs> uh but yeah if they can have just a straightforward asia sfl is uh is really cool it would be really cool to have but again you know a lot of people have been talking about we need to expand the africa representation yes Yes, but getting two players from Africa for this Capcom Cup is already important enough. The fact that a player from Belgium flew out here because a player from Belgium qualified for top 16, just a fan flew out here from Belgium to support the Belgium player in in Capcom Cup. It's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> Honestly, so oh, the League of Legends fighting game do 1 million in prize money Psh, if they're stingy. <laughs> If they're stingy, they can. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of good money in that, for sure. For sure. So it's going to be very interesting. But again, you know, $1 million, just let people play, man. It's all we've wanted this whole entire time is to be able to play for this kind of money. Everyone's like, why can't we be playing for money like the international? Here it is, and you're going to cry about it? You're going to cry about it? What? Like, are you crazy? <laughs> Anyways, uh, are there any other questions about the Capcom Cup Finals? Again, I could probably talk about it forever, but I don't want to stream too long here. I kind of want to be able to go ahead and stop at this point so that I can start the editing process and all that stuff like that. So uh, does anybody in the chat have any other questions or just want to know my opinion about anything else with uh, with Capcom Cup. 
Uh, just any, uh, you, no, not Arby's, Mikey. Now it's, uh, now it's, uh, 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 Chipotle, right? I have to go Chipotle. <laughs> uh, I think they were using MSI monitors at Capcom Cup because, uh, MSI was definitely had a presence there. They, they, they actually, uh, put out, they were, they actually provided all the laptops for everything. Uh, how many people were there? It was standing room only. Uh, they provided a bunch of chairs and everyone sat down, but in the back, everybody was just standing there, dude. It was packed in there. I was surprised at how packed it got. It was really, really, really cool. So <laughs> there's a Raising Cane's really close by the Blue Coast studio. And for the LCQ, I will guarantee you one of those days in the morning, I went there and bought like two pieces of Texas toast for breakfast because it's amazing. No, no, they did not pair us all up. In, in, they actually gave us the, the stand. In fact, all three days, we were supposed to commentate with the same people all three days. We actually made the request to be able to get some classic pairings like the, uh, like the uh, F word and Logan and me and Ultra David uh, on day number two. So we actually didn't get to commentate with a lot of different people. I guess that's probably one of the last things I'll talk about here just from a commentary standpoint. Uh, I felt like I, I'm really happy with my commentary uh, that I had at Capcom Cup. I see a lot of the guys uh, posting up their own thoughts on their own performance at Capcom Cup, but you know, for me, it's always about the storyline. The storyline is almost the most important thing to me. And yeah, uh, obviously having the details, like nobody has the knowledge like Jammers does. Like Jammers is absolutely one of the best in terms of what's supposed to happen in a match, et cetera, et cetera. I think he's the only warlord amongst all of us there. And uh, it's why I really enjoy commentating with Jammers as well, because he gives a lot of good insight. But I, I really honestly still don't think that anybody tells a story like I do. I feel like I, I bring the, 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 the enormity of the situation, the history of the players, uh, the, 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 you know, just really talking about what the players are thinking and what they're feeling. I mean, I've always said my biggest strength is my empathy. I am, a, I am an empath. And I understand what people feel. And my most proud moment, honestly, was Juninho Raz going up against Ending Walker. Juninho Raz, with the Ryu, dropped a combo that might have given him the win versus Ending Walker. He did standing strong. He missed the stat crouching fierce link into the super. And then Ending Walker made a comeback in that round. And then Ending Walker ended up winning the next game. Juninho Raz was about to beat Ending Walker 2-0, and he dropped that combo. And uh, after the match was over, uh, I on the stream, I was just like, Juninho Raz is going to be thinking about that drop so much and it's going to crush him and i and i basically said on the commentary because we were being pumped into the house i was like i don't know if junior Raz can hear me right now but you know i i told him it happens it's the big stage it's pressure it's bright lights the main takeaway was that you made it there you had that opportunity not a lot of people get that you had that opportunity and sure, you didn't drop it, but that just means the next time you're not dropping it. 
right? I was like, you made it here, you can make it back and you can make sure you don't make that mistake again the next time, right? It will make him stronger. And later on in the tournament, uh, I was just walking and Juninho Raz stopped me and he's like, I heard what you said. And he said, I was crying, but your words like made sense to me and made me feel a lot better and a lot stronger. And so he was like, thank you for that very much. He was like, thank you for that very much. You definitely helped a lot. So, and that, that is, uh, I mean, I'm about to cry right now. <laughs> I'm about to cry right now. Uh, honestly, like that's, that's what I want to bring to the commentary. That's where the empathy, where the storytelling, where the understanding of where the players are coming from, relating their emotions, because I'm so good at reading the emotions of players. I said it. Remember the NL Momochi match? NL was losing two, and I was like, he just needs to win one. If he can win one, it'll turn everything around for him. And then NL won the next game, and then he came back and three reverse 3 0 to Momochi. It's like I, I, I just have this weird understanding of where players come from. And, you know, I felt like I was able to express that. I felt like I was able to tell those stories while also being very analytical and presenting the details of why things happen in a way that people at home can understand very easily. And so I, I'm actually really happy with my commentary job this past weekend. I, I really honestly felt like I, 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 it was one of my better commentary uh, jobs that I've done in a while. So no, that's what I say, Flip Pie. That's where I say my biggest strength is that I am an empath. Is that I am an empath, and so I I I I feel that I read that out of them. I still remember when we did a show you can scrimmage. I forgot who the Ed player was, but an Ed player landed some cool combo on stream, and I was like, dude, hundred percent that guy is jumping up and down in his room, popping off right now. It's like hundred percent he's popping off because he got to do that on stream in our beginner tournament, and he jumped into the chat and was like. I was definitely popping off. <laughs> He's like, 100% I was popping off. Because again, I, I just, I get it. I understand where people, and I didn't even have to see the person. And I knew that they were popping off because I just, I just can feel it. There's so much language being spoken in the game itself through body motions and just what happens. And I feel it because of my empath. Uh, Sejam wasn't commentating because I, I, if you've watched his stream, he's kind of been blacklisted by Capcom, but he recently just did that Street Fighter 6 stream with Jeremy. So, you know, hope that that blacklist is gone. Hopefully we'll start seeing Sejam again doing Street Fighter 6 commentary because, uh, I, I really, really feel like he should come back. What was my favorite thing at Capcom Cup? Honestly, it's just the production... The production was just well done. The tournament was run really, really well. Um, honestly, one of our one of the favorite things was uh, the commentators. We had our own commentator dressing room, and uh, bless Sylvia to death. She was our PA, our personal assistant. She was wonderful. She made our lives so easy. 
I mean, for us, it feels weird, but she was just like, anytime you need anything. And I'd be like, I would be like, I need my soda because I'm, I'm a Coke, I, I'm a Coke junkie. I'm a cola junkie. And she's like, I'll get that for you. And then she went and go and, and she got that for us. And she kept bringing us food and taking care of and answering all of our questions and doing this. Bless Sylvia's heart, honestly. Shout outs to her. She made our life so much easier over there. Uh, but again, it was just, it's crazy because, yeah, from a production standpoint, I don't feel like I had ever been a part of anything quite like that. And it was it was really impressive. The entire Blue, Blue Coast team killed it. The Capcom Cup guys killed it. And the other thing that my, one of my absolute favorite things that I got to do at Capcom Cup was on the first day I showed up and I played Street Fighter VI on the on the display machines against Nakayama and Matsumoto. I got to play against Nakayama and Matsumoto-san in Street Fighter VI. Clearly, they know what they're doing in the game. They're very strong at the game. And it's wonderful to be able to see that the people responsible in charge for making the fighting game, can play the fighting game. The fact that the people making the fighting game can play the fighting game is so important to me. And that gives me so much confidence in what they're doing with the game, honestly. Uh, did I win? Uh... Uh, yeah, I won against both of them. But you know what? I think I think Nakayama might have been like two to one or something like that. I think two 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 to one. I think I could have did. So, oh, it's definitely not always the case. It's definitely not always the case. <clears throat> it is definitely not always the case. But in any, basically, uh, I had a great time uh, that weekend. Uh, that week, it was really, really, really fun. Getting to play an online Wednesday night fights and having me commentate, uh, says Mr. Brown. Uh, the match on stream felt like I made it. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you uh, for that, Mr. Brown. That's awesome. Yeah, dude, just... That's the thing. Talking to Nakayama-san and, and Matsumoto-san, like, when you talk to them, you can tell they're fighting game fans. You can tell they're Street Fighter fans, Right? I mean, during one of the uh, fighting game roundtables, you know, all the people that were represented there, they asked them, who's your favorite fighting game character not from your franchise? And Matsumoto-san picked Kenso from KOF. And it's just, you just, it's like, it's so cool to see that kind of thing, right? It's just like, when you know they're fans of the genre, when you know that they're there because they love the game and they love you know everything it's 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 so cool it's it's so cool i mean street fighter 4 was more fun to watch maybe for us i mean uh, it's tough i mean like there's a there's a speediness to the way street fighter 4 is animated street fighter 5's motion capture animation definitely makes things look a little slower even though the frame date is the same but goddamn is street fighter 4 ugly and goddamn did i get sick and tired of vortex dude i i just i just this is the reason why I quit Street Fighter 4, because I just hated the Vortex. It's why I thought Kami sucked, because I couldn't play the Vortex. Like, I just couldn't play the Vortex. That's how Kami played, and it was just was not fun to me. Like, oh yeah, if PR Rog could come back, oh god. Oh, oh yeah, K7X, like, without question, 
Street Fighter 4 is going to be fun, more fun for a lot of people in Street Fighter 5 because 4 is a heart game more than a mind game. Again, Street Fighter 5 is a mind game. I've talked about this, and the more I think about this philosophy, the more I realize you know, a lot about myself and a lot about fighting games and a lot that's different. And that's why I like what Street Fighter 6 is doing because I feel like it's a good blend between the two right now. But yes, if you are a classic Street Fighter player who prefers playing by heart, Street Fighter 5 does not feel fun to you. It's just not fun. And Street Fighter 4 is definitely going to be better. I have learned to appreciate Street Fighter V so much to the point that Street Fighter IV might be my least favorite franchise of Street Fighter overall. Not by a lot. They're all very highly regarded. But I do like Street Fighter V more than I like Street Fighter IV at this point in time because I've learned to understand what makes Street Fighter V so good. And yeah, it's a very frame data heavy game. It's a very, oh, Street Fighter I doesn't count. In case you guys have forgotten, you could only challenge someone at the title screen. So you both put a quarter in, you challenged, and whoever won had to fight the computer. You couldn't even challenge again. So not only could you only use Ryu and Ken, but there was literally no way to challenge again after you beat the other guy. <laughs> but Street Fighter IV uh, still had a snap to it through the animation That's much that, that I like better. Uh, outside of the fact that the game is ugly, I mean, Dalsum and Blanc, uh, the early characters looked hideous in Street Fighter 4. It definitely got better as it went. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely got better as it went, for sure. So, uh, yes, lights are negative in Street Fighter 6. Again, flashy flash. Almost every character only has one or two moves that are actually plus on block. Uh, lights are negative. However, because they can be chained into each other, lights are the frame traps of Street Fighter V. So before when you went strong into strong to beat someone, now the frame trap is light, light. Or your one single plus move on block, and then you can frame trap with that. And that move is different for every, every character. Uh, so there you go. Uh, and again, there's a lot of things that are different about Six. It's a lot that's going to be different about six, but enough that's similar to five that I, I think is a good call. I think it's a good call because we don't want to alienate the Street Fighter five players. We want the game to be different, but we want to have the ability to bring in because Street Fighter five brought in a whole swath of players that we did not have in the FGC before. The ability to play through the numbers, through the logic and through that mindset uh, is very important. Again, I've often said the reason why it's a unique standpoint is because you can't make games like that in the arcade in the past. Because so we had no training mode. We had no internet to have frame data memorization. So it's very difficult, right? It's kind of how Tekken was and why it's hard for newer players to get into Tekken because it is such a legacy game. Uh, but again, old games cater to the heart because that's how you got people putting quarters in. Right, because you didn't have training mode and all this stuff. In a modern day, we have the ability for training mode, for internet, for web pages to hold all this stuff, for phone apps like Fat, for example, uh, to be able to study all this information. And so we've actually welcomed a whole new group of players into Street Fighter. And so I don't want to alienate these players going into Street Fighter Six. Street Fighter Six is still going to let a lot of these players play. 
And as a result, I think we're going to get a beautiful blend between all of the other players. Yeah, all of us hate DI. I did talk to Nakayama-san. I was like, please make DI so that I can hit light kick and medium punch to DI, please. And he was like, huh. He really was like, hmm. And so, (laughs) fingers crossed, (laughs) fingers crossed, but we'll get used to it as time goes on. I'm sure it's tuned the way it is because any slower and the people who have been playing the game for a long time, it's probably useless. Let's give DI a little bit more time. Let's give DI a little bit more time. So, are we getting another beta? Please. <laughs> I definitely said that to them. I was like, another beta? Another beta? And they just looked at me and laughed. So, you know, we'll see. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And that, I also said that to them too. I said, where's my Cami and where's my Zangief? <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. The $1 million announcement has probably increased the number of cracked betas <laughs> in existence out there. I will say, honestly, I still have not downloaded the cracked beta i i just i feel like i can't because if i do i feel like i'm in trouble i can't do it so i'm i i have no cracked beta sadly uh give us a hypothetical capcom cup 2023 top eight and the winner really silas really (laughs) really you're gonna ask me that question I am not going to dignify that question with a response. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to. Daigo. Daigo's going to win. Daigo's going to win. <laughs> Daigo's going to win. <laughs> there you go. Uh, anyways, um, is John Choi's going to win wearing the ba- his baby in the baby strap? I, hey, look. True story, I did play against somebody who was holding their baby at the time trying to play uh, video fighting games with me at Southern Hills Golfland in the past. I have definitely seen that before. <laughs> uh, oh, Daigo's not going to have problems re- adapting to DI. He sits there and practices sweeping Ibuki's like standing medium punch or whatever it was, dude. Like, come on, dude. Daigo, his reactions are strong. He has good re- good reactions. Honestly, dude. He's he's kind of ridiculous. He's kind of ridiculous. So, yeah. And no comeback mechanic is a big one. No comeback mechanic is a, is a really, really big one. Uh, I can't even tell you how big of a difference that makes. And having your drive meter full at start. Oh, God. They just made so many good decisions for this game. It just made so many good decisions, and I'm really excited for Street Fighter VI. And again, a lot of people are going to call me a shill, and I can't call them wrong anymore because I'm in the fucking game, but, like, <laughs> I, I have no way to prove to you that I'm genuinely excited for the game <laughs> at this point, <laughs> except all I can say is just believe me <laughs> that I am so excited for this game. Are you excited too, Jasmine? Are you excited too, Jasmine? Mwah. Are you excited too, Jasmine? Mwah. 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 Yeah, you're excited, aren't you? You're excited. She's like, I'm mortified. She's so mortified right now. She's so mortified. She's like, I hate it when you do this to me. <laughs> Any case, I think that'll be all it for me today. 
<coughs> I probably have a lot more things to say about Capcom Cup. So if you've watched the video this whole way through here on YouTube, uh, definitely if you if there's any questions that I did not get a chance to answer, throw them into the chat. I'll be more than happy to answer them. Um, Uh, thank you guys for watching and thank you guys for taking <coughs> For hanging out here and uh, hopefully guys you still enjoy the content that I've been putting out here on Tuesday for you guys uh, Solo style over here. Uh, I mean, I might still be looking for co-hosts. I'm not sure. We'll see what happens, but in any case uh, I, Capcom Cup was a blast had a great time. It was wonderful a million dollars is going to be fantastic and it's going to do so many cool things for the scene. You think $250,000 can change a country like uh, the Dominican Republic? Can you imagine if like uh, like a, a smaller country wins a million dollars, dude? You imagine what that can do? And you're going to you're going to be mad at people for chasing that money? Come on, brother. Come on. Let people chase this dream, man. Playing fighting games and winning a million dollars, let people chase this dream we have been waiting for this i thought i would be dead before we actually of old age before we would see a million dollar prize for uh first place at a fighting game i would i would have bet dollars to donuts that i'd been dead of old age already by the time we saw this and the fact that i'm seeing this before i'm even 50 is ridiculous bless the fgc i had such a wonderful time at capcom cup it reminded me why I love it. And everybody who was there said they had a great time. Everyone who worked with the FGC for the first time said that we were the greatest group of people that they'd ever worked with. FGC is awesome, dude. Social media sucks. Don't believe social media. The FGC is a wonderful place. Is it perfect? No. But it's pretty fucking awesome. And I love the FGC. And I wouldn't trade being a part of this community for anything. So thank you again for everybody out there for the support, for watching, for continuing and playing. Uh, I'll see you guys next week on Tuesday. Uh, and remember, the day that this podcast graced your ears was the most important day of your life. But for me... It was Tuesday. <laughs>